Baruch Hashem, it's a very big schus for the yeshiva to have the mashkiach of lenders of Moshe Bamberger Shlita. Rabbi Kenningsberg often says that here in Eretz Yisrael we're very lucky to have leading rabbonim, mashkichim, rashi yeshiva come and share with us their Debrei Chachma, Debrei Torah. Baruch Hashem, today's another wonderful opportunity. Tonight's Pesach Sheni. And earlier this year, the Mashkech was uh, planning on coming and it didn't work out. But Baruch Hashem, we got a second chance. For Simcha, Baruch Hashem, we just did in the Baba Basra. So I personally have a big sense of Akar Satov to Rabbi Bamberger. I was Zoha to learn a lot from him when I was in Landers for four years. A lot from his shmuzin, his hadracha, specifically guiding me in my transition to move to Eretz Yisrael. I turned to him a lot then, and I have a lot of hakar satov. And he's a big role model, a very big Baal Mechadish, Mechaber Svarim, the great Jewish series, which hopefully you're familiar with. And a mashkiach who guides and nurtures Talmidim. So Baruch Hashem, we have the schus of having Rabbi Bamberger. Join us, and I'm sure you'll walk away enriched with this Debrei Torah. Thank you for those warm words, Yedidi, Yedid Nafshi. It's always a big schuss to be here in this Makum Taira. We've had many, many successes of Talmidim that came from here and continued by us. And today they are, Baruch Hashem, flourishing, thriving in, in every field that they, uh, that, they, that they go into. I'd like to share with you a, uh, an idea. And there's going to be an extra twist at the end. So, as they say, wait for it. Okay, there's something special at the end. Um... So it starts like this. There's a Pasuk in last week's parasha, V'yahavta l'reyecha kamaycha. Probably the most famous Pasuk in the Torah. Arguably the most uh, difficult mitzvah to, to do. If you think about what that means, that you're supposed to love, the Sakharish Baruch Hu telling us that we're supposed to love our friends like we love ourselves. Now loving ourselves is a very natural thing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made in our Teva that, yeah, we like, we like ourselves. Hopefully, if we're healthy, we're strong. A lot of people, unfortunately, don't like themselves. That's a different issue. But a regular, healthy person likes themselves, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu does that by design. He wants us to be able to take care of ourselves, to feel good about ourselves, so that we can function, we could learn, we could do mitzvahs, we could daven, we could feel that we are contributing to society at large and to ourselves. Loving oneself is a very important part of our being. And in fact, if you think about it, if you really dissect yourself a little bit, you'll see that most of your brain, if you're, I guess, like me, you know, you're always sort of thinking about yourself, like what am I having for supper and what am I going to be Shana Bet or Shana Gimel or what am I going to do this summer? You're always thinking about, you know, what the next move is. And that's, that's normal. What's simply not normal is to expect me to care about somebody else 
as much as I care about myself, I could care about you, but to expect me to care about myself on the level that to care about you as much as I care about me, that's like a big ask. It's like almost like what the Ibn Ezra asks about Leisachmed, you know, don't be jealous. Well, guess what? I'm jealous. A guy, you know, pulls up in a Lamborghini next to me, and, you know, he pulls into his driveway, and I'm like going into my uh, Dodge uh, Sienna or something. I'm going to be jealous. So what do you mean, don't be jealous? I'm jealous. It's too late. It's, a, it's, a, it's an emotion that, as the Ebenezer says, like, how can you ask people to do that? The Ebenezer has a famous answer. Still, I think the question is better than the answer, because at the end of the day, it's still very difficult to not be jealous. And it's almost impossible to expect me to love you as much as I love myself. That's the question. And it's not my question. A lot of Mepharshim asked this question. But I think that the answer that I thought of may be original. If it's not, I'm sure Rabbi Golden will tell me chapter and verse who does say this. But until he tells me that, I'm going to go with the assumption that it's original. Somebody, a friend of mine, used to say that shikha is the best Baal Mechadish. Meaning, maybe sometimes you heard something years ago and then you forgot it, but then it's still in your subconscious and you remember it, so you think it's yours. But, so that's, a, you know, the best Baal Mechadish is when you forget something, then you remember it. I don't know if that happened to me. And before I build up my pshat too much that you might not even like at all, I think I'll stop and I'll just tell you my pshat. I think maybe... Ulai, the pshat is like this. The pasuk is not be, to be read that way, the way that it's commonly understood, because that's really hard to do. Perhaps what the pasuk is saying is like this. I want you to love your friend. HaKadosh Baruch wants us to be people that do chesed, that care about one another, that look to other people, not just selfishly, but you want to really give, you want to do, you want to be involved. If you see somebody that's not getting sheer, you go over to him and say, can I help you? Can we chazer together? If you see, if you have a, a roommate that maybe doesn't feel well, you offer to bring him a meal. And the list goes on and on. You know, as you get older, if you want to join Hatzala, you want to join Chaveirim, you want to join Misaskim, you want to do a, a local gemach, like the Chavitz Chaim recommends everybody start a gemach. If that's what you want to do, that's a wonderful thing. I want you to love your friend. Now, what's my incentive? I want incentive to love my friend. How is it going to... What's going to get me off my couch to go and help you? The answer to that is the next word in the Pasuk. Kamaycha. Kamaycha means that whatever you do to somebody else, it will be reciprocated. It's going to come back to you. Whatever you do for somebody else, it's going to come, not because karma is going to like, you know, oh, you did something good. Like, I and Lahab will have like this concept of, uh, of random acts of kindness. You put a quarter in, in somebody else's meter, and, you know, when he's about to get a ticket, someday somebody's going to do that back to you. That's not what I'm talking about. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about building healthy, strong relationships. The way to do that, if you want to make friends, the way to do it is to be a good friend yourself. If you're a good friend yourself, it will be reciprocated. You will get back friendship. If you want to be a good, a good husband, you find that your marriage is like sort of like 
you know, flatlining, it's not what it used to be, you know what you do? You rev up your giving to your wife. You take her out to eat and you make her feel good. You compliment her and you, and you, you spend time with her. You're going to see that as soon as that happens, she's going to be giving back to you and then you're, you're going to give her back more. And the same thing is true with children, relationships with children, employers, employees, co-workers. This happens every single day and nobody knows this trick. This trick works every time it's tried. The Ahaftalarecha. You want to love somebody? I'll tell you how to do it. Kamaycha, know that the more that you love that person, the more that you're nice to somebody else, he's going to respond or she's going to respond. Kamaycha. There was a guy in Yeshiva just last week before I came to Eretz Israel. He's a new guy, a post Pesach guy. And he says to me, he says, I asked him how it's going in yeshiva, how the newsman is going. He says, okay. I said, are you making a chavra? Are you making good friends? He says, no. I didn't make any friends. I said, uh, well, why not? He says, the guys in this yeshiva are not friendly. I said, yes, they are. They're all very friendly. They're great guys. I said, let me ask you a question. What did you do from your end to try to make friends? If you're just sitting in your dorm room or you're sitting alone at a dining room table and you're eating by yourself, there is not too good a chance that somebody is going to come to you and befriend you because that's, that's, you're, not, you're, you're sending out vibes that leave me alone. But if you would go to somebody and you try to like say good morning, uh, you know, Shalom Aleichem, what's your name, where do you come from, and you start building a relationship, they're going to be very friendly to you back. Now, this is not my own Chachma. This is, of course, Shleim HaMelech's Chachma. Shleim HaMelech writes in Mishlei, Kemayim hapanim lepanim, Kain lev adam Adam. As water reflects back face to face, if you look in a, in a lake and you, you, know, you stick your neck out over a lake, you're going to see your reflection back in the water. This is how it is with human hearts. The more I... I'm nice to you. If I smile at you, you're going to smile back to me. You smile to me, I'm going to smile back at you. If you give me a dirty look, I'll probably give you a dirty look back. The way to know if a person likes me or not is ask myself, do you like him? If you like him and you're giving off vibes that you like that person, it's going to come back. If you're giving him like bad vibes that you don't, I don't like you, he's not going to like you either. It's very rare that a relationship is like lopsided, that I really like you and you don't like me at all. It, it happens rarely, but cannot never. Generally, it's very, very reciprocated. If you're a good friend of mine, I'll be a good friend to you. Know that it's kamaycha. The more you give somebody, the more you're going to get back. Now I'm going to share with you my favorite gain in the world. I love the Vilna Gain's Tyra. I know that Rabbi Golden loves the Vilna Gain's Tyra. I don't know if we... Did I ever tell you this far from the Vilna Gain? You could say. Or if, even if I didn't tell you, you know it, right? Yeah. Okay. I can't get anything. I, I said this whole bar just to get your reaction. This is my favorite bar. I wish I had a, a whiteboard. Is there any whiteboard in this room? No. Okay, forget it. It's fine. Listen to this. You're, you're all smart. You can hold this in your head. L- listen, li- listen to this medrash plea. Anyone know what a medrash plea is? 
a medrash pliasm, there are certain medrashim, we don't really understand any medrashim, you know, it's very hard to understand, the, but we try. Then there are certain medrashim that are so clearly indecipherable, they're so cryptic, that it's obvious that there's something way above our heads going on. So one of these medrash pliyas is on this pasuk in Mishle. The pasuk says, Kemayim, Panim Lepanim, Kein Levadim Ladim, says the medrash, why does it say, Kemayim Panim Lepanim? Like water is reflective. If anyone has like a cup of water or a water bottle, look in it. You probably will not see a reflection so clearly. Maybe like my muscle of, of a lake on a certain time of day in the country and whatever, in certain circumstances, you'll be, you'll be able to see a reflection. Generally speaking, if you take a cup of water, is it right? Am I right? Do you see a reflection? That's the, that's the bottle. I'm talking about the water itself. So if you take a cup of water, you look at I, I don't think you... Okay. I don't think that you will be able to see. A, I don't think you'll be able to see a reflection. What would work? What other beverage of choice would work? Any fire them in the room? What? Iraq. No. Wine. Excellent. You use. Is that? Are you sorry? Yeah. The meaning by on Havdalah, by Svaradim, is that they look into their reflection in a glass of wine, and wine all the time works. Wine, whenever you look into a glass, so they, la- they smile, everybody laughs, it's a good simon to, you know, to have a gishmak a week. Wine is a beverage that will always work. It will always be reflective. So if Shlomo Malch is trying to tell me as something, as your face is reflected in something, why use water? Why not use wine? That's the medrash, that's not the medrash plea yet, because that's, that's a good kasha, right? That we understand, that's not a pella. What is a pella, and whoever gets, it, whoever is able to crack this medrash plea, I'm not guaranteeing a, a full scholarship to Lander, but I'll, I'll push for you. The medrash says that the reason why Shlema Melech says, Kimayim panim lepanim, and not Kiyayim panim lepanim, is Mishom. Vav Yisera, because of the extra letter Vav. I'm going to give you a, a few seconds to think about that and to try to crack the code that has been sitting for a thousand, maybe 1,500 years, 2,000 years maybe, without anyone being able to understand what the Medrash is talking about until the Vilna Gain came along in the 1700s and says, I know what the Medrash means. It's like a mystery that remains unsolved until somebody comes and thinks about it. Now, the guy says something that I don't think anyone in the universe could have said, but I said this year before I came to Eretz Yisrael, and I got, and I, Baruch Hashem, I have people that listen to my shirim um, online. I have, a, I have a, a podcast, Great Jewish Podcast. If you ever, Chas Shalom, have the internet or whatever, a phone, you can get my shirim anytime. And people listen to it, Baruch Hashem. And I got, a, I got a, a text from a guy after the shir who happens to be an old Talmud. He says, honestly, I didn't really come to much when I was in Lander. I didn't come to your shirim, your valley. I didn't come to anything, really. Not just mine, but in general. He says, but now, after I left, I, I appreciate you. And one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't come to your thing. But I listen religiously every single week. And I think I have an answer to, the, to this Medrash Plia beyond the Vilna Gain. And I believe that his answer is almost as good as the, I don't want to say it's better than the Vilna Gaon, but it's almost as good as the Vilna Gaon. This is a person that 
you know, he's, I don't know exactly what he does for a living, he's a regular Balabayas living in New York, a family, and he came up with, I consider, with what I consider a brilliant alter, alternate shot to the Vilna Gaim. And you see Rabbi Goldman's mind is already, like, racing to try to find out what another answer could be. Anyone want to take a stab at it? I know it's asking a you know, crazy ask. I'm not giving you a lot of time to think about it. But does anyone have any theories what this means, the Vav Yisera, in this Pasuk? Is it talking about, like, on, like, the... Is it like a Vav Yisera on the Choshen? On what? On the Choshen, or no? A Vav Yisera on? The Choshen. Uh, oh, the Choshen, right. That's today's daf, right? That's today's daf, yeah. There's a Vav Yisera on the Choshen. Okay, so okay, so that that's not the answer that that we. This is, I mean, it, you know, if you have a theory, then continue. And think about it. it, it, was like it that's, that's not what the Vilna speaks. Yes. This is probably like nonsense, but in the uh, in the like in the word yayin, right? It's yud yud right? Yeah. So the distance between a yud and a zvi is So when the measure says. Mishum Bab Yisera is saying, if we did Yayin, it would be like, we put in an extra Bab. So like, it's a little bit, it's a little bit, then it's a lot. So then you might get the, impression, you might get the impression <laughs> like, oh, so, okay, I'll put in a little bit of work, and then it'll all just like happen quickly. But, but mine is like, it's like repeated, it's like more consistent. Like, you're going to actually have to put in like a lot of effort. You know, like, it's not like one smile, and then, why are you my best friend? It's like, you know, you, you put in the effort consistently, like water pounding on a rock. And okay. okay, I love your pshat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build on your pshat a little bit. I think you're, you're, you're extremely close. You're extremely close, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what you meant. I'm going to tell you what you meant in a minute. Yeah. I think there's like, if it's Okay, okay, yeah, very nice. Um, Mayim has two repeated letters. Uh, and I'm at the beginning, I'm at the at the end. Yayin has a yud to a nun, so the yud increases from the uh, size of the yud to a nun, which, we, which Max just said was the size of love. So if we're saying that it's a reflection, it's a reflective surface, Mayan has more re- reflections, re- repetitions within the word than Yayan. Because Yayan, uh, if, you, if you flip the word, it would be completely different. But Mayan, if you don't, if you flip the word, it would be completely the same. You mean it's like a palindrome, it's spelled mm-hmm. forward and backwards. Okay, yeah. excellent. We're, between the two of you, you're getting extremely, extremely close. Because a lot of smart. Uh, uh, I, uh, I think as, as Beautiful. Yes. Um, maybe because 
if you use the word yayin, it's implying that if you give yud to someone, which is very little, then you're going to receive nun, which is even greater. So no, it's using the word mayin, because you give mem, and you get back mem from people. Okay, very good. So, okay. So listen to it. First we'll tell you the Vilna Gain. The Vilna Gain is brilliant. I, I think it's mamish. It has to be. It's Tiramisinai, obviously, if the Gain said it. But, you know, it's very beautiful. But you weren't expected to get the Vilna Gain because you have to know something before you get to the Vilna Gain. That the Vilna Gain really was, I don't know if he was Mechadishit, but he certainly brought it to the conscience of Klai Yisrael. He says like this, that Aleph... In every letter of the Aleph base, there's a nigla part of the word and a nister part of the word. So if I'd have a whiteboard, I'd show it to you. But let's say the letter Aleph. So what do you see of the Aleph? Only the first letter, the, al- the Aleph itself. What don't you see? Lamed and Pei. So we call the Aleph nigla. Lamed Pei we call nister. Okay, it's the hidden. It's there. Just you don't see it. It's invisible. Every letter is like this. And Bays is the Bays. Two is the nigla and the yotaf nister. Now let's go to mayim. Okay, mayim mem is the nigla. What's the nister? What what? No no mem the word mem mem equals what mem mem. That's the nigla is mem. The nister is mem. Perfect, right? It's a reflection. The nigla equals the nister. Yud. What's the nigla? Yud, ten. What's the nister? Yud, spell it out. How do you, what's Vav Dalad. Vav is six. Dalad is four. That's ten. Ten equals ten. The nigla equals the nister. And mem again equals mem. That's perfect. You check every single letter. The nigla equals the nister. That's exactly what Shlomo Melech was trying to teach us. That it's reflective. There's a reflection in the, in the Mayim. Mayim, when you look into it, you get back what you, what you give. The nigla equals the nister. Now, you could do it the rest on your own. Now that you know that trick, let's do yayin. Yud equals vavdala, that's a check. Yud equals vavdala, that's a check. Nun is what? Nun? Vav. Nun. There's an extra vav. Mishum vav yisera, because of the extra vav, that's why the Medrash is saying that we can't use yayin because that's not a perfect reflection of the nigla to the nister. That's what the Volnagain says. I loved it, but now I think I love my, this other shot better. Kaviyacho. This is my favorite gain. And you could say this gain out to anyone like on, at your Shabbos table any week of the year, and you will, the people will go crazy listening to this because it's, it's so beautiful, the Tyra. It, it just shows the emes of Tyra. And it's interesting, it's fascinating. But now listen to what this fellow sent me a WhatsApp about. He says, it's a funny thing, like, you know, you know I was like, I would, I would never think in a million years, I, I never even started thinking about it myself because I thought the guy is so obvious that you can't even think beyond that. When you see the guy, you say, okay, that's Tiramisina, that's it. But this guy didn't do that. He actually says, all right, I hear. Now let me see if I could do this on my own. That's what Tyra is all about. Tyra, don't ever accept, like, okay, it's wonderful. Obviously, you have to learn. You have to learn Tysis. But the, you know the way the real Lamdanim learn Tysis? They see the Imtaymer, they see the Kasher Tysis, and they cover up the Tarot. So what would I say if I was Tysis? 
What would I say if I was the Rashba to that guy? Before you say Tysus, just wait. Think yourself. And then, then they say, oh, wait a minute, Tysus didn't say that. Why didn't Tysus say what I said? That's, that's drilling a little deeper. That's Ian. So he said, I'm not going to accept the gain. I mean, I'll accept it, but I want to try myself. And listen to what he says, and it's very similar to what the two of you said. He says like this. He says, Mayim is a palindrome. Mayim is something that you could spell forwards and backwards. Besides getting into the nigla and the nistar, that you don't know about, right? That's the gain's tarot. So you needed to know that in order to solve the problem, but we didn't know that. Okay, we're forgiven for not knowing that. And that is the pshat in the Medrash play. But maybe there's this pshat. He says, Mayim itself is a palindrome. So there's a reflective nature in the way the world, the world is built to begin with. Mem yud mem equals mem yud mem. Backwards and forwards. Reflection. Yayin is yud yud nun. Now, he says like this. If let's say the word yayin would be yud 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 then it would, be, it would be perfect. Yud, yud, yud is perfect. Right? Because that would also be a palindrome. Then Shlomel could have written that. But it has that extra vav. There's a yud plus a vav, which makes a long nun. Misham vav yaseir, because of that extra vav, that, that elongates that yud that would have made it perfect, that ruins it. Because of that extra vav that, that, that the yayin has that kills the palindrome, that kills the reflection, that's why it uses mayim instead of yayim. Mishim vav that, that vav, that extra vav, that if it would have been yud, 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 perfect, but there's an extra vav that breaks up the perfection, it breaks up the reciprocity of this, of the word yayin, that we can't use it. Isn't that a beautiful pshat? Brilliant, right? It's simple. You didn't need to know the niglanistar, he just used his own like you did. You used your brain and you thought, wow, you know, you didn't have exactly that and you didn't, but, but together you sort of made that. The palindrome and the extra vav and the, very impressive. So let's go a little weiter. When it comes to dealing with other people, when it comes to being able to make friends, how to win friends, how do you do that? By giving. Every time it's tried, if you want to make a friend, and you, you see a guy, and I wish I was friends with that guy, but he's, so, he, he's, not, he's not receptive, and he doesn't, like, he doesn't seem like he wants to be friends with me. That's because you didn't go over to him and befriend him. If you go over to him and you're genuinely nice and you say, what's your name, Shalom Aleichem, you know, you know, do you want to go for supper with me? What, can I bring you something? I, you try to be a normal and healthy friend to another person, you will become his friend. He will be friends with you. If you are not friendly with him, he's not going to be friendly with you. And if somebody comes to you and he's very nice to you, he's very sweet to you, he's very kind to you, you're going to want to be friends with him. That's what Shlomo Alpha is telling us. Every single time this is tried, it, it should work under normal circumstances. And this is an invaluable tool for life, whether it's in yeshiva, whether it's beyond yeshiva when you get married in Mitzvah Hashem, when you have a family, you have children, and you want to you wanna really make sure that you have a healthy, good, strong relationship, you give and you give and you give, and then they're going to give back. 
I have a Rebbe, a Rav, who was, I davened in a shul before I moved from Brooklyn to Queens. It's a very chashavet hamachachmi. He has a very popular shul in Flatbush. And he's also a Rebbe during the week in yeshiva, an excellent Rebbe. And he told me like this. He says there was one kid in his class that had no chen. Normally, if you have a class, you know, you have a yeshiva like this, every single guy in yeshiva, I look on your, all of your faces, there's chen, and, you know, obviously, you know, Rabbein would love, you know, to deal with you and spend time with you and teach you and hear you. And he says, that's the way my kids always, that's the way my tamidim always were. But there was one kid who just had, like, no chen. It was just like he wasn't interested in anything. He was sitting in the back of the room. He was just, like, to himself. None of the kids in the class liked him. You know, I couldn't, like, get into him for some reason. I wanted to get into him, but I couldn't. His parents came to me for PTA, and they said, we know you don't like our kid, we don't like him either. So, you know, don't worry about it, it's fine. <laughs> we don't like him either. He says, no chain. It's just like, I know, we have a lot of other kids, they're great. This kid, don't worry, it's fine. When, when my Rebbe heard that, he accepted that as a challenge. He's going to crack the code of this kid. He's going to be able to figure out a way to unlock him and to make him have chain. What did he do? How do you do that? What did he do? What he did was, he, he took this pasuk of Kemayim Pamel Panim, and he brought it to life. And what he did was, he started giving this kid all of his love. He started being extra nice to him. And, 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 and every time he remotely thought that the kid raised his hand, he would call on him. He would build up his question and build up his answer and make sure that he gets it. And then he would, like, I don't know, get him special gifts. And he, would, he just put himself into it. And what happened was, almost magically, this kid became like there was Tchiesa Mesim There's all of a sudden he came to life because he now felt that somebody loved him, somebody really took an interest in him, and that animated him. It became he became like a human being. He became alive. All of a sudden, you know, the Rebbe, you know, loved him more. He started loving the Rebbe. The kids in his class started liking him. His parents started liking him. His siblings started liking him. He gets a call from this kid's parents that we don't know what you're doing, but you're bringing our kid back to life. You're mamish renewing our kid's chios because of this pasuk in Mishle. This is a pasuk that is not a pasuk. Something like a pasuk in Mishle, I go, oh, it's too much. This is a pasuk that literally will break open the secret to life. How do you bring out life in another person, you give and you give and you give and suddenly something will come back to you. It's Wait for it. It's coming back at you. It will come back like a boomerang. The more you put into somebody, the more suddenly he will come alive. You see it with children. You see it with, with employees. When you get a job someday, wherever that is, you want to impress your boss. You want to have good relations with your coworkers. You want to just give. Just be the guy that's nice and sweet and kind. Can I make photocopies for you? Can I, can I do this? Can I buy you lunch? I'm going out. What can I do for you? If you're that type of a person, everyone's going to love you. You'll be the most popular. You'll get the raise. You'll get the promotion because you're, you become invaluable to people. They see you're a giving person. You care about people. And when you care about others, others will inevitably care back about you. That's the way it goes, Period. Now let's take it a step further. This is true bin Adam Lachaveri. What other what other fields are there that we have to work on in our life? Bin Adam Lamakim. 
Ben Adam, we'll get to that. Ben Adam Lamakim. Ben Adam Lamakim. So somebody asked me, does it work Ben Adam Lamakim? Is this true with Hashem also? That if the more that one side puts into it, the more the other side reacts. And I said, yes, of course. How do I know this? Ibkivager. has a beautiful, beautiful pshat. He says that if you ever notice, before Kriyashma of Shachris and before Kriyashma Shal Arvis, there's a bracha. And the, both brachas are very similar. It's describing that Hashem loves us. Either Habaycher of Ami Yisrael Ba'ava, that's what we say every morning, Hashem chose his nation, Klai Yisrael, with love. Mayrib, what do we say? Ayhev Ami Yisrael. Hashem loves his nation, Klai Yisrael. Cesar Kivager, why do we make this bracha about how much Hashem loves us at that point in davening, at night? Because it's an introduction to Kriyashma. What do we say? What's the first parsha of Kriyashma? After Shema Yisrael, we say, V'yahavta es Hashem Elekecha. You have to love Hashem, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your money, with all your resources. You have to love Hashem. How do you love Hashem? I understand how I love another person, how I love my kids, I love my, uh, my Rabbeim. I get that. that. That I understand. But how do you love Hashem? How do you wrap your arms around Hashem? How do you love Him? What, what do you do? Okay, so the Rambam says two different pshatim, either, you know, sifri, you have to learn Taira, or you have to be misbined in the Bria, some people put them together, fine. But on a simple level, before you learn Taira, before, how do you love Hashem? Rebbe Miller used to famously go into phone booths, if you know what that is, and he would pick up the phone receiver and just say, I love you, Hashem and then hang up the phone. He tried to bring it to life because that's what we need to do sometimes because Hashem is so abstract in our, in our minds. He's not, we can't see Him, we can't hear Him, we can sometimes feel Him, but it's very hard to really you know, have a relationship with somebody that you can't, some being that you can't see or, or behold. So how do, you, how do you do it? So you have to like figure out ways to like say, just, I love you, Hashem. I love you, and that works. Kivager said another chat. He says, the way that you are Mekayim, the mitzvah haftalarecha kamaycha, what's going to like unstop my heart so that I, I could unplug my heart so I could love Hashem and it should gush for love, that the love should just flow out of my heart naturally, knowing that Hashem loves me. If I know that Hashem loves me, kamayim panim lapanim, I'm going to love Him back. It's reciprocated. If I know that Hashem, the problem that we have in life, if I may editorialize in Kivager, is that we think in our minds and in our, in, our, in our existence, if you ask the man in the street or the yeshiva bachar in the street, does Hashem love you or not? Now, besides for, yeah, of course, do you really think that way? Or do you think that Hashem either is disappointed in you because you did this avera, that avera? Sometimes people say, Hashem hates me. Heard that many times in my life. But very few people will say that Hashem really loves me. We always think of like, Hashem probably you know, has his chesh, and he has his scales, and he probably, you know, he's, uh, he's really disappointed in me, and he, has, you know, he thought I was great, and then like, disappointed him again. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves each and every one of us in a way that's impossible for us to fathom. I think the Baal Shem used to say that if every yid is like a, 
like a ben yachid takarish baruch like an only child Hashem. You know how you love an only child, a person only has one child. You put all of your love into that child. You, don't, you can't share that love with any, it's just that child. HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks, he might have 10 million yidin in the world, but every single yid, you and you and you and you and me, Hashem looks at as an individual, only child, and he loves us in a way that's impossible for us to fathom. But we forget that. But let's say we would be able to really understand that and believe it. If I tell you that Hashem loves you, what are you going to do? All of a sudden, really, he loves me? I'm going to love him back. I love him. He loves me. I'm going to love him. Kamayim panim lapanim. And I'm telling you, Hashem does love us. So we remind ourselves, says Rebbe before every time we are about to say the Haftas Hashem, we're not going to feel it. What's going to inspire us to love Hashem and to say, okay, I want to love Hashem with all my heart? Why? Because Hashem loves me. He loves me. And when we have kavana with that bracha, it should, it should really open up our hearts to really being receptive to that love and then loving Him back. So now we've basically, in, I don't know how long this year is, 35 minutes maybe? We've basically solved two major, major secrets to life. We've solved interpersonal problems. Any problem you have interpersonally, I've solved your problem for you. Now you know how to be friendly. Now you know how to make friends. You know how to be a great husband. You know how to be a great father. You know how to be a great employer, employee, co-worker, mispalel, rob, rebbe, maggot shear, whatever it is. You have it. Now I gave you the keys to life. Free of charge. I'm not even charging for this. I taught you how to have a love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Also, same idea. Understanding that Hashem loves me, I'm going to reciprocate that love back. It's very simple. Okay, we have to work on recognizing Hashem loves me, but as soon as I, as soon as I know that, I'm going to love Hashem back. There's one more frontier, a final frontier, that we often sweep under the rug. And it's possibly the most important frontier. It's not been on the Chavera, and it's not been on the So what else is there? And you said, Ben Adam Atzmai. A person has what's called chayves halvavis. There's things that you have to work on yourself. I think it was Reb Tzadik Hakayin that says that first you got to work on loving Hashem, and then after that you work on loving yourself. He says more. He says you have to believe in Hashem, and you have to then believe in yourself. There's an Aveda with oneself. If you're alone on an island and there's no other people in the world to be with, you have to work on a relationship with Hashem. You also have to work on yourself. That's what Musa is all about. That's what Tikkun Amidus is all about. You have to make sure that you yourself, in your own contained ecosystem, are doing well. Now, this, I believe, applies even in that case. Even in that case. Let's say you're in a bad mood. Sometimes we wake up in the morning and like we didn't get a good night's sleep or something bad happened and we were like upset about something and somebody bothered us, somebody said something like insulting to us and it hurt us. And like we can't get out of this funk that we're in. We're like upset about something. It's like it's bothered. It's, 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 it's grating on me and I can't get out of it. What do I do? How do I get out of it? How do I become in a good mood? The way to become in a good mood is smile. Look in a mirror and smile. 
Suddenly when you do that, you smile back at yourself, you feel good. I'm telling you, try it. It, it. You think it's crazy. But every time I'm in a bad mood, I just start smiling. And I don't know, I guess scientists will call it endorphins or some, some chemical that suddenly becomes, you know, it makes me happy. But it works. It's also a Kamayim Panmulpanim. If I'm nice to myself, then myself will be nice to me. If I'm nice to myself, if I'm, bad, if I'm mean to myself, I'm saying, you're a bad person, and you did this, and you're, you're not a good guy, and you, know, you have very bad midas, and you weren't nice to that person, and, and how you did that avera, and, you know, and shame on you, and you're constantly giving yourself teichacha and musr, and you're beating yourself up every single day, so you're not, gonna be, you're not being nice to yourself, yourself is not going to be nice to you. But if you're suddenly being able to be nice to yourself, say to yourself, you're good. You davened well this morning. You had a good first seder this morning. You were a good friend. You offered to do chesed for somebody. You're good. You're a good person. Say that to yourself. Talk to yourself. And when you do that, yourself will be nice to you. You'll feel good. You'll be able to say, yeah, Taka, I'm nice. I'm good. That's good. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I'm happy. Things are good. Sometimes, you know, you have to remind yourself of what could have been. Sometimes, you know, Victor Miller, we said what we mentioned him before about going into a phone booth and saying, I love you. He said something that's phenomenal. It's something that, like, it takes a little work to, to come to terms with it because it feels a little bit, like, off. But he says that sometimes you see people in life that are struggling with certain issues. Sometimes a person, Lailenu, has a physical you know, a person's in a wheelchair, Lailenu, and, and you see him, like, like, he's in a wheelchair, feels so bad for him. That should be your first reaction. But then you have to be grateful, that you're able to walk and you're not in a wheelchair. You see somebody that's blind, you feel bad, but then you say, thank God I have eyes, I'm able to see. So whatever is going on in our life, and sometimes it's, it's, I'm oversimplifying, obviously it could be just a, a small thing, sometimes a big thing. Sometimes we have big problems in our life, really big problems. But as big as your problem is, you still have to be grateful that you're alive. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you the ability to see, to walk, to talk, to think, to be in a yeshiva, to have rabbeim, to have friends. All of these things are so valuable that we should be dancing every single day when we wake up in the morning. And when something bad goes on in your life, remind yourself you're good, you're able to do so much. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me so many blessings, I have to be grateful for that. And it's true that this is something that's wrong in my life, but it's bottle be'elef. It's, it's completely, you know, smothered by all the good that I do have and I have to recognize that I have. So even ben adam la'atzmai, even ben adam la'atzmai, this is something that works. This is not a shear that I'm giving. If you understand what I'm saying to you, I'm giving you three keys of life that will unlock your entire future, your entire destiny. You will be a happy person yourself, you'll be a great Eved Hashem, and you'll be a, a great friend. You know, there's a, a, a Rashi Masech Shabbos that says that, yeah, you knew it? So, so Masech Shabbos, it speaks about um, Rashi says that Re'acha doesn't always mean your friend. Re'acha could also mean the Rabbi Nishlaim. Brings a Pasuk, 
uh, to prove it. But this vart about that I was starting off this, this evening saying that it's how do you do this by knowing that it's going to come back. That's true with the Rabbeinu Shalom as well. You love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's going to be Kamecha. Whatever you give, that's what you're going to get. And Reicha could also be yourself. It could also be yourself. When you love somebody else, whether it's yourself, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a friend, and you really genuinely love that person or that being, you will get back the greatest gift. You will get back somebody else's love. Somebody else is caring. This is how we build relationships. This is how we build a connection to other people, to the Rabbi Shem, to ourselves. And this is something that I hope, Rabbi said, that you'll remember the rest of your life, Hashem, and you'll thank me someday for it, maybe, because this is literally the secret to our entire life. Thank you very, very much for listening. <laughs> I was going to say, it, 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 it,